0: Welcome in on a Thursday edition of the podcast. A lot to get to on today's edition of Locked on Cougars. BYU suffers a disappointing loss in Malibu against the Pepperdine Waves. We'll break it down, what we should take away from it, as the Cougars now look to rebound Saturday, funny enough, against Pacific. They have rescheduled the game for this weekend. We'll examine all the hoops news you guys need to know about. We'll also dive back into our review previews, or what we're calling our debriefings on the BYU football program, as well as catching you up on everything else going on with BYU athletics. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Rock Auto, BetOnline.ag, and Built Bar. Love all three of those companies. We'll tell you a little bit more about all three of them throughout today's podcast. So there you go. That's the rundown of where we're going today. Let's get into it now. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 28th, 2021. Bye, everybody. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you guys need to know about each and every day, as well as in passing along insider tidbits that you will not find anywhere else. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening into Locked On Cougars from. That way you never miss an episode of the podcast podcast let's kick things off today with the good news for the locked on podcast network that is that the locked on podcast network has been acquired by tegna incorporated they are a tv company uh, for lack of a uh, more detailed explanation but they own multiple television networks in multiple states multiple markets around the country this is tegna's first uh entry into the podcast sphere. Many of you probably saw the release from David Locke yesterday, him talking about it, etc. and probably wondering, well, what's that going to mean for Locked On Cougars and the rest of the Locked On Podcast Network? Well, I'm sad to break the news to you, but not much is changing. Uh, If anything, actually more access, more publicity for the work we're doing with the LOPN, the Locked On Podcast Network, That's essentially what's going to happen with it. Tegna is going to kind of cooperate with the Locked On Podcast Network, but leave David Locke in charge, and we will pretty much be business as normal. We will continue to be your daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. That is my goal. Uh, So I will be here with you guys every day until told otherwise. I've been doing this for two and a half years now, loving every minute of it. Uh, Coming up on 700 episodes of the Locked On Cougars podcast, and I plan to go for 700 or 7,000 more if they'll let me. So uh, just kind of a heads up for you guys that, yes, we have been acquired by a new company. We have new quote-unquote corporate overlords, but nothing in terms of the day-to-day based on everything I have heard slash talked to people about should be changing for you Uh, getting going on today's podcast on the BYU front of things a disappointing loss for BYU basketball yesterday there's no doubt about it they went to Firestone Fieldhouse and in 10 years in the West Coast Conference do you guys know what the record is for BYU men's basketball when they play in Malibu against the Pepperdine Waves those of you that guessed five and five ding 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 you nailed it BYU is now 5-5 five and in five and 10 tries at Firestone Fieldhouse. The latest becoming a 76-73 loss for the Cougars. Drops them to 13-4 on the season. Now 4-2 in conference. And honestly, uh, this is a game that I felt like BYU played sloppy basketball, especially in the final two minutes. Turnovers, uh, the hesitancy to take a big shot when they needed it. Uh, BYU was scoreless in the final 50-plus seconds of the final minute. it it just man disappointing as a disappointing loss for the BYU Cougars I will give credit to Pepperdine we talked with Asher Lowe yesterday from the Roll Waves podcast he's a big Pepperdine fan and he talked about how he thought that Pepperdine could win this game he said he thought that they were actually going to win the game in Provo on Saturday so it's a split of those games I think Pepperdine is better than their 7-7 and record. They've had multiple injuries, as Asher talked about, as well as COVID concerns that have shut them down at different points this season and slowed them. But that's a pretty good basketball program when they're playing at their peak. And yesterday, down the stretch... Kobe Ross, he he was great. 19 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. He was 11-13 from the free throw line. I know that irked a lot of BYU fans to see him get as many attempts from the charity stripe. But nonetheless, a disappointing loss for the Cougars. Now, if you want to spin this positive, and some of you on social media, when I was tweeting out about this yesterday, you can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch. Some of you are saying, well, this loss is going to knock BYU out of their chance to go to the NCAA tournament. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's way too hasty of a prediction. This was the type of game, though, that BYU, you can afford to have one of these. So essentially, what I'm going to call this is BYU's mulligan game. BYU has traded in that mulligan with this loss to Pepperdine. You cannot, from this point onwards, suffer another loss of this magnitude. It's a quarter, a three, a Q3, it's not quarter three, quadrant three, excuse me, loss. It's the first time in Mark Pope's Coaching tenure at BYU, they have suffered a Q3 loss. If Pepperdine starts to win a little bit more, it could move up and end up as a Q Q2, a quadrant two loss, which would actually be okay for BYU. But nonetheless, at this point, BYU down the stretch run of the season here, they cannot afford to have another one of these type of losses. You can't go to San Diego or the Jenny Craig Pavilion where you've struggled in the past and lose there. You can't go to Portland, Pacific, LMU. You can't have any of those be a loss. Uh, coming up this weekend, uh, Pacific will actually be in town. That was announced last night. The BYU had a game scheduled for February 8th at Pacific. That game will actually be moved up and be played in Provo on Saturday afternoon 4 o'clock Mountain Time and that game will be on the CBS Sports Network and I'm actually impressed they were able to get this game moved up as quickly as they did I think it's actually a very good move for BYU. Why have to sit around until next Tuesday when you're supposed to be back in action when you have an opportunity to move a game up get it played. It's similar to what we saw with the Gonzaga game being moved earlier this season. The West Coast Conference has shown that they are willing to make sure games get played. If there are two teams out there so in this case Pacific and BYU they have an opening on a common date and they were scheduled to play in the near term future hey Let's get the game played now, because you never know what's going to happen. BYU, luckily enough, has not had any shutdowns due to COVID so far this season. It's actually a very good thing for the Cougars to have not had that, but now that Pacific's available to play, get the game in now. It's like the the Gonzaga game, where BYU went to Gonzaga a few weeks, or actually almost a full month, ahead of when they were supposed to go up to Spokane, but play the games when you can play them. There's been a lot of talk about what's going to happen with conference tournaments, and I don't know what the West Coast Conference is planning, but regardless play as many games as you can and as I said BYU is now cashed in their mulligan you cannot afford a home loss to Pacific you cannot afford another road loss in West Coast Conference play here essentially the only game that I think that you can afford to lose and know that it's not going to hurt you in any way shape or form is the regular season finale against number one Gonzaga obviously you play the top ranked team well you're expected to lose but they are the top ranked team that's actually going to help your net rating rather than hurt it even with the loss so BYU you now move forward the mulligan has been cashed in and now your attention turns to making sure that you do not suffer that hangover effect from the Pepperdine loss against a team like Pacific. Damon Stoudemire's team is as physical if not more physical than what we saw from Pepperdine. We'll do more of an in-depth look at the Tigers on Friday's edition of the podcast. Let you guys know a little bit more about that but this is going to be interesting. I think BYU was a little bit exposed against Pepperdine. The physical nature of that game, I think, intimidated intimidated them to a degree. Now they've got to really buck up and get things going ahead of a Saturday clash at 4 o'clock Mountain Time in the Marriott Center against Pacific. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll turn our attention to the gridiron, talk some BYU football, I'll continue on with our debriefings, uh, going to get to another position group here in just a moment. Today's show, though, is brought to you in part by our good friends at rockauto.com, guys. Rockauto.com is your online resource for all the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. It's almost impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront or at a dealership, so why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, Was your Honda Odyssey, an LX, or an EX, and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer when you can order them yourselves and, by the way, get a better price Doing it yourself. That's what we love about Rock Auto. Why pay up to twice as much when you can order the parts and have them shipped directly to your door? Courtesy of our friends at rockauto.com, guys. Check it out. You can go and look at it. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all of the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and the prices, even that you prefer. Best of all, rockauto.com parts are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So take an opportunity, check it out, and see if their parts that you need are at rockauto.com pretty much guarantee that they will be there. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck or even your SUV. right? Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so that way they, they know that we sent you from right here on Locked On Cougars. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. That's our good friends at rockauto.com. Alright folks, let's continue on with our debriefings here for the BYU football program and today we're going to talk about BYU tight ends. One of the Weapons, especially for this BYU offense, over the past three seasons, especially guys like Matt Bushman, last season Isaac Rex, a freshman All-American, the tight end position at BYU, uh, just kind of an overall look, it is stacked. That is the term I'm choosing to use on this edition of our debriefings. I love what BYU is doing in the recruiting game with their tight ends. I think they've done a marvelous job making sure that the position is well stocked. Obviously, the injury to Matt Bushman had a lot of people down and out last year. But Isaac Rex, let's be honest, folks, made you forget all about uh, his loss. Rex goes out and has just a stellar campaign. 12 touchdown receptions and looks like a literal star in the making he is going to be a freshman technically once again next year a redshirt freshman and crazy enough he could have another great year next year and say you know what i'm headed off to the nfl despite playing technically only his freshman season think about that pretty marvelous but nonetheless uh, hats off to isaac rex and. Absolutely stellar campaign in 2020. Looking forward to seeing what he does in 2021. Really, the only thing I think that's gonna hold that young man back is some sort of injury because he has every tool. I mean, literally every tool you want in a high-level tight end. Six foot six, two hundred and fifty some odd pounds, is nasty blocking in the run game, has got those just buttery soft hands in past in the pass game receiving the ball. He is just a weapon that is waiting to to just be deployed in bigger and better opportunities for BYU the good news is beyond Isaac Rex there's also plenty of talent around him that is going to be able to put maybe two or three tight ends on the field in different sets that you saw in 2020 I think you could see it more often with Aaron Roderick really favoring tight ends and believing they can be a big-time asset for his offense so looking at guys by the names of Carter Wheat where's number 96 for BYU I've talked to multiple people people around the BYU football program who believe if Isaac Rex wasn't on the roster for whatever reason, they think Carter Wheat would be just as effective and they think he is uh, another star in the making. He's also a freshman from Mesa, Arizona and Red Mountain High School. His father, Warren Wheat, is a former BYU offensive lineman. Isaac, obviously, his dad is Byron Rex, the former All-American tight end. So plenty of great bloodlines in the tight end group for BYU. And then the two other guys I want to focus on that I think are going to be huge parts of the offense for BYU in 2021 are Lane Lunt and Hank Tui-Pilotu. Hank Tui-Pilotu has had two ACL surgeries but showed in 2020 in different spurts that he is a kid that can still get it done. Uh, He's going to be a sophomore in 2021 and hopefully he has a good run of health here for the rest of the time that he's a BYU Cougar. I, I really think as he continues to work his way back from those knee injuries, he's going to be a guy to keep an eye on. Lane Lunt was a little bit of a breakout sensation. A former junior college transfer from East Arizona College, a native of Arizona, came in as a walk-on to the BYU football program but became essentially the third tight end for BYU in 2020. I really like Lane Lunt's game. He is more of a Matt Bushman type, where he's more of that uh, receiving tight end, the Y tight end who likes to split out, but also showed his chops that he can he can mix it up in the run game, blocking. That's something that uh, ever since Jeff Grimes came on board at BYU during his run as offensive coordinator, and I have no doubt that Aaron Roderick will continue to require it. The tight ends at BYU, doesn't matter how good of a receiver you are, they're going to require you to block in the run game. They also have two other guys on the roster who I think are going to be factors in the run game, and the foremost of those is Mason Wake. He's listed as both a tight end and a fullback. He kind of plays that H-back position where it's kind of a hybrid spot where you're blocking, you're catching passes. Air air Wake, as people like to call him, the 6'1", 250-pound bulldozer from Lone Peak High School. Mason Wake, down the stretch run of the season, a lot of people wondered, well, why has not he been utilized more? Well, funny enough, he became such a weapon for the BYU offense, you actually saw teams game planning for him in their game plans against the Cougars. He was taken out of game plans. They would bring a tight end, not a tight end, a linebacker up to take him out of his sets, and it just kind of limited his effectiveness. He is a true weapon for this BYU offense, does a lot of things that, A lot of guys on this roster can't do, plain and simple. I just don't think that they have that type of body type or the guy who's got the ability to do what Mason Wake does and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in 2021 and beyond. The other guy I want to talk about is another Tui Pelotu, Ben Tui Pelotu. Uh, he is of course the younger brother of Hank. He is six foot three, 230 pounds and I actually think Ben has an opportunity to maybe slot in at kind of that H-back role that Mason Wake plays. Obviously Kyle Griffiths is going to be a student assistant, a graduate assistant on this year's team and that leaves A spot at that tight end slash fullback position, I think Ben Tui Pelotu might be a guy to keep an eye on to move into that spot. I really think he has got some of those skills that go beyond being just that traditional tight end. Obviously, they list him a tight end, they believe he can be the guy in that spot, but I would keep an eye on him maybe learning a little bit from Mason Wake's example. Mason, by far, is your number one option. Let's be clear about that. I, I absolutely love that young man's game. I love the way he attacks, the game of football plays it. He absolutely loves what he does for the Cougars and relishes playing the position that he does for BYU. You can tell. He just enjoys playing. And uh, he's talked about the fact that he's not going to stop hurtling. You know what? When you're 6'1", 250 pounds, don't, most people don't expect you to hurdle. And I know that now that it's on film, teams will say, this kid likes to jump over people. Don't let him do it. You know what? Instincts kick in, and sometimes guys are just going to go low. And Mason Wick, has proven time and time again, you go low, I'll go high, and I'll go right over the top of you. And I, I absolutely love – this tight end group for BYU. I think they are going to be huge weapons for the Cougars in this upcoming uh, season in 2021. I'm telling you, I could see certain situations where BYU puts three tight ends on the field and doesn't think a second thought about it at all. Aaron Roderick will put them out there and say, go get the job done. I know that there's some good wide receivers on this group that we still need to talk about in a debriefing segment upcoming, guys like Gunnar Romney, etc. But these tight ends, they are a true weapon for the BYU offense. And Aaron Rutter knows that, and he's going to use that to his advantage as the offensive coordinator for BYU. He played with some of the great tight ends in BYU history. Chad Lewis, Atula Mealy, he knows the advantage that can be drawn from having great tight ends on your team and you can guarantee so long as he is at BYU the tight end position, it will not be overlooked in recruiting. They will make sure that they stock those cupboards as full as they possibly can stock them so that way they can use them as a weapon. Some other names to know and this is an exciting thing. The funny thing is we just talked about a bunch of guys. We haven't mentioned one of the more exciting players who's experienced expected to return from a mission and could play a factor on this year's team, and that's Dallin Holker. The former Lehigh High School standout was a sensation as a true freshman for BYU two seasons ago. Decided to go on a mission abruptly and left, and once he is back on BYU's campus man he he was he the number 3 guy the number 2 guy right away if he's healthy and ready to go it, it's just incredible there is an embarrassment of riches for BYU on this roster you also have Ethan Erickson returning from a mission he never suited up for BYU uh, since committing to the Cougars he went on a mission right out of high school very highly thought of athlete in his own mind at the tight end position and also bentley Hanshaw is on the roster who's another six foot six 220 pound uh, string bean but catches everything thrown his way if you watch his high school film uh, man I, i'm listing name after name after name if you guys can't tell and it just seems like there is no end to the talent base for this tight end group so I'm not kidding when I say that BYU could put three tight ends on the field at points during the 2021 season, run every set that they have in their offense with those three tight ends, and Aaron Roderick's honestly going to believe that they can get the job done. Fessie Satake, the same way. Fessie may have a little bit of a, a lean towards his wide receivers, but nonetheless, there is going to be a lot of tight end action for BYU in 2021 this coming fall, and. I'm I for one I'm looking forward to it. I really think that this position group can be one of those difference makers for the BYU offense We saw it already with Matt Bushman over the past couple of years before he had that Achilles injury We saw it with Isaac Rex this past season these tight ends for BYU are going to be their. I don't know uh, ace up their sleeve in a way because they can put a lot of tight ends on the court and expect high level production from all of them and that should have you excited as a BYU fan All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll wrap up today's edition of the show with some of the other news and notes involving BYU athletics you guys need to know about. A preferred walk on commitment for the BYU football program, we'll touch on as well. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at betonline.ag, folks. I'm telling you right now, if you want to get into the sports betting scene, I think it's becoming more and more popular by every passing day, in all honesty do it with BetOnline.ag you can go to BetOnline sign up for a free account and right now when you use the promo code locked on at BetOnline.ag you'll get a 50% welcome bonus sportsbooks as many of you know are not in the mood to give out money but BetOnline they're happy to do it and they want you to be on board with them at BetOnline.ag so all you gotta do go to BetOnline sign up for that free account and when you make your first deposit use the promo code LOCKEDON and get 50% of whatever you deposit back as a bonus so say you you put a hundred bucks down, all of a sudden you got 150 bucks in your account. It's a real simple way to have some free money to play with and get in on the action. Have some fun. Super Bowl Sunday upcoming, NHL action, NBA, college basketball, baseball's on its way. There is an opportunity to bet on so many different things. So give it a shot with Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Folks, let's take a minute and talk to you guys about Bilt Bar once again today. We talk about this company all the time. What I love about Bilt Bar, well, first off, they are delicious protein bars. They taste legitimately like a candy bar. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They have 18 unique flavors. They're soft and easy to chew. They are just the best-tasting protein bars you guys have Ever had so give them a shot. But more importantly, right now, go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on, save yourself 20% on your next order. It's a great way to save some money on the best tasting protein bars out there. And when I mean they're healthy, they are healthy. They will give you guys low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber snacks that can help you guys curb some of those cravings that may have you cave and eat something you probably shouldn't if you're trying to diet, or they also are a good option if you're trying to maintain or pack on that money. In the gym. They're the perfect complement for anybody on their health journey. So give them a shot. Once again, builtbar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order. By the way, those of you living in the state of Utah, it's a Utah homegrown company. They're in Utah County, funny enough. So they'll ship to your right to your door. Just support them. They are the best. I love these protein bars. Get that 20% off offer by using the promo code LOCKEDON at builtbar and enjoy the best tasting protein bars on the market. As we wind down here on a Thursday edition of Locked On Cougars, let's start off with a preferred walk-on commitment for the BYU football program, and that is that McGuire Anderson has committed to be a Cougar as a preferred walk-on. He is a wide receiver and return specialist from Florida. He is the son of former BYU wide receiver R.J. Anderson, who played at BYU in the mid 1990s, from 1995 to 1997. As he told Casey Lundquist from Cougs Daily and the Sports Illustrated BYU website, his dad played with Aaron Roderick as as a Cougar in the mid-1990s, and obviously that's a nice connection. And Kalani Sitake, the head coach for BYU, was on that 1997 team as well. So some natural connections there. Uh, I think this is an interesting pickup. I've talked in the past about how important the preferred walk-on program is for the BYU football program. You think of guys like Dax Milne who have come in and shown their ability and earned scholarships. Well, McGuire Anderson has that same opportunity. Uh, he's been a big time returner in the Florida prep ranks, playing at one of the highest levels down there in the Sunshine State, and I'm looking forward to seeing what this is. McGuire said in the piece I saw in Cooks Daily, he's being recruited as a wide receiver, but they expect him to play some special teams and potentially try out free safety as well. So, a true athlete coming into BYU, and like I said, I'm a huge fan of any and all preferred walk-ons who are also son, sons or siblings or whatever of other BYU alumni. I think that's a natural connection and something BYU should leverage as much as possible. So congratulations to McGuire Anderson on committing to be a BYU Cougar. It sounds like he will enroll this fall and play for the BYU football program. Some other BYU notes we need to touch on before we go here on the podcast. Let's start off with men's golf. Uh, Funny enough, they went to Arizona thinking, okay, you know what? We're going to get out of the snow. We're going to play in Tucson at the Arizona Intercollegiate down there at Sawalo Golf Club down there in Tucson. Well, funny enough, I don't think it snowed as much as it did in Tucson. So BYU men's golf actually had to delay a day coming back, played their 3 rounds of golf had a good second round but a third round that kind of uh, belied them they fell into a 13th place finish for the BYU men's golf program at 38 over par they were 10 over in the final round So a little bit of a disappointing finish to that but BYU men's golf their spring season underway they had an opportunity to play a couple of tournaments in the fall uh, I know that Bruce Brockpink will not be satisfied with us outside that what we call a sub top 10 finish I don't know how you term that technically he wants his program at minimum to be in the top 10 of every tournament they go into Arizona the host school is the only uh, program actually under par two under par for the tournament uh, BYU West Coast Conference foes San Francisco as well as San Diego had good showing San Francisco finishing in fourth place San Diego in seventh Obviously, you'll hope to see BYU have a better showing the next time they're back out there on the links. but looking forward to seeing them back out there in short order, and congratulations on getting the spring season started first off for BYU men's golf finally women's volleyball the number 16 ranked team in the country swept Portland for the second straight day 25-23 26-24 25-22 at the Child Center to complete their road sweep over the Pilots opening their season 2-0 good to see the Cougars uh, having a good showing once again their next opponent will be Gonzaga after the Cougars two match series of Santa Clara originally scheduled for February 2nd and 3rd was postponed so BYU is currently scheduled to host Gonzaga for two matches February 9th through the 10th, so a little bit of a uh, break here for the women's volleyball program before they get back into action, but as we've seen with men's basketball and women's basketball, if Gonzaga and BYU can find mutual dates, who's to say that they don't actually move some of those matches up potentially, but we'll see what happens, but a congratulations in, are in order once again for Heather Olmstead and her program as they roll to a 2-0, 2-0 start to their season, obviously, with two and zero start, they probably should get some more interest, in maybe moving up in the national rankings. All right, that's gonna do it for a Thursday edition of the show. Cannot thank you guys enough for your support of the podcast. Follow us on social media: Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out Locked On Cougars. As I mentioned earlier, my personal Twitter feed, if you so desire to follow me, there is at Jacob C. Hatch. Or as always, you can weigh in with your emails. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address to send those in. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 28th, 2021. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow.